In pursuit of God, discovering purpose, maximizing potential. 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 Jesus House for All Nations. This message has been recorded live at Jesus House for All Nations. God bless you. Praise the Lord. And you may be seated and God mightily bless your life. Second service. And um, this is the eighth day of the fast, right? Number nine. I'm sure somebody is saying, ah, you are reducing it by one day. Thunder fire your head. But um, it's good It's good you are here at um, just continue fasting, and um, we thank God for the leadership of Pastor Agu. Um, it's not every pastor who calls for a fast, because when you call for a fast, it means you, the pastor, you have to fast. So if you fear fasting, <laughs> then don't call for one. So uh, we thank God for his life and for the spiritual effort and intensity. is 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 very difficult in this part of the world to be spiritual because uh, everything is here, especially if you want to fast. I walked, I walked into the lounge today. I saw um, some fruit, nice fruit, grapes and strawberries and uh, yeah, some other things and some nice yogurt. I think they, they put them there because of me, because I'm the guest. And here is the case, the guest is also fasting. So... You look at all, all those things and you start praying the Lord's Prayer, lead me not into temptation and deliver me from evil. Then if, if you are fortunate, you add, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. But uh, it's, it's, you know, when you walk into every shop, you see these giant refrigerators with everything in it, some drinks and etc. It's, it's difficult. Um, back home, it's easier to fast. Yeah, back home. Back home is easier to fast. Somebody asked me before, do you go on holiday? I said, which one? Yeah. You know, I've never been on a holiday all my life. All my life. If you see, I move out of Ghana, I'm going to preach. Uh, but I've never taken a plane, like maybe travel somewhere one week, and I'm lying somewhere, and they ask me what I'm doing, I say, holiday. So somebody asked me, why? Why don't you have holiday? I said, you know what? You interpret holiday in terms of the laws of relativism. How many of you know relativism? You see, where I'm coming from, I come from such a hard background that for me, every day is a holiday. <laughs> You've been seeing people like you, it's a holiday. Because when I was young, the kind of people I used to see, hey, you see us and things are coming down our noses and we are wearing something and the thing is torn and some kind of slippers and you are barefooted and you are jumping up and down. In the night you go and find a mat and sleep on it. Today lying on a mattress is holiday. Being in a room where I'm not using a lantern but I'm seeing light like this, ah, holiday. So for me, every day is a holiday. Every day is a holiday. Every day is a holiday. I came here to preach. Pastor Agu put me in a hotel. It's a holiday. 
So which holiday again are you talking about? When every day is a holiday. You know, it is um, when you were privileged to live this kind of life where you are in nice air-conditioned rooms, your, your daddy used to take you on vacations, then when you grow up, you can have holiday. But for me, sitting in a plane, hey, and, and, and air hostess will come and ask me, what would you drink, water or juice? I'm like, hey. This one is not just a holiday, it's a sabbatical. <laughs> so, <laughs> so everybody and the way they live their life, you know, but we, we just thank God for pastor putting us on a fast here and so on and so forth. Okay. In the morning, I started preaching from this book, and I think it's a book you should read, not because I'm marketing a book, but I want to tell you that the wisdom in this book is a lot. Um... The whole book is on Luke chapter 11, from verse 21 to 26. My chapter 1, I wrote on gatherers or scatterers. That means, are you a gatherer or you are a scatterer? Chapter 2, I wrote on evicted tenants. The fact that the demon was cast out of his house, so he's an evicted tenant. And I talked about... I, I I wrote so many things about evicted tenants and the fact that even the, the body of Christ today is evicted from our former place of glory compared to where we are now. This is not where the church started. The church in the book of Acts is not what we have today. Now, then I wrote chapter 3 on something, on something called the Hobson's Choice. When you study the book, you'll find out what Hobson's Choice is. Then chapter 4, I wrote on the resolve. How a demon resolved and said, I've been going through the dry places seeking rest and finding none. The demon said, I will return from my house from whence I came out. That is the resolve. He came back in the verse number 25 of Luke chapter 11 and he found the place swept and garnished. So my chapter 5 is swept and garnished place. A place that is clean, a place that is adorned, a place that is equipped, and so on and so forth. And then the, the demon executed some wisdom. He said, I will go and bring seven spirits who are more wicked than me. And he went and brought them, and they stayed in the man. And the state of the man was worse than the, than the first. So my chapter 7 is the, the purpose fulfilled. That is the whole book. So I have finished preaching. Let me summarize. Okay, now, I want to just take from verse 25 and 26. When he cometh and findeth it swept and garnished, then goeth he and taketh unto him seven spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. But pick it again from the verse 24, then I'll come back to verse 26. When the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through the dry places, seeking rest, and finding none. He said, I will return to my house from whence I came out. Verse 25, and when he cometh, he findeth it swept and garnished. Verse 26, then goeth he and taketh unto him seven more spirits, seven 
seven other spirits more wicked than himself and they enter in and dwell there. You know, we are talking about the overflow. One thing you see, I want to talk about two things in this demon. In the first service, I spoke about his wisdom. In this service, I want to talk about his patience and power. This demon was a very patient demon. And what I noticed is that Satan, when he wants to attack you, he is very patient. The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. This demon started off, maybe it stole, maybe it killed, but it could not destroy the man. So it decided that, you know what, I must go back and finish what I started. Now, the Bible said when the unclean spirit is gone out, so it is cast out, it refused to be discouraged. It went from place to place, dry place, went to another place, he said dry place, he went to another place, he said dry place, I don't like this one, it's dry, I don't like this one, it's dry, I don't like this one, it's dry, I want rest. That means if this demon was a woman, she is not ready to marry any man just for the sake of marriage. She meets one man, she says, dry, you are not prayerful. Dry, you are not holy. Dry, you don't have purpose in life. I want to marry a man who is holy, he prays, he has purpose, he's a believer. I'm not going to marry a man just because he's a man. I will be patient until I get a man according to specification. Even a demon had taste. But look at you. You know, I meet people who say, well, I don't do window shop shopping. What I need, I just go into the shop and pick it and walk out. It's because you have no taste. The people that have taste, they do proper window shopping. They look at the thing, they go home and think about it. Come and look at it. Go home. They put on the shoe. They like the shape, but they don't like the weight. They like the shape, they don't like the color. Another person who has no taste doesn't bother about the color, doesn't bother about the shape of the shoe. I mean, it's, it's like a, a woman goes to the hairdressing saloon and wants a cap or a wig and says, well, I don't care. I'm cap and a cap. Um, any cap or it's a cap, just give it to me. And then you take something and put it on your, your, your head and when you are coming, we don't know whether it's a wig, an umbrella, we don't know what you are carrying. Sometimes we, think we make a mistake and think you are carrying a basket. <laughs> now, so this demon goes here and says it's dry. He 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 said, I want rest. Then finally he decided, I must go back to the house from which I was cast out. Patient. When it went, it saw the place swept and garnished. Look at another part of the patience. After he saw the place was swept and garnished, the demon said, you know what? If I stay here alone, they will come and cast me out. I'm going to take a risk. I will leave this place as it is and go and look for seven demons who are more wicked than myself and we will come and dwell in the man so that I cannot be cast out. This demon went, convinced seven other demons or spirits, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, seven. 
I don't know how much effort it needed to convince one demon to follow, but he managed to get seven to follow. That is patience. I pray that in your seeking the overflow, may God make you patient. Because you see, it will take you a process. And sometimes it will take you some effort. And you will need some time to achieve it. May the Lord give you the patience to do it. Now, the second thing about this demon is the, 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 the power. The power. Verse 26 says, Then goeth he and taketh seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of the man is worse than the first. Now, so he goes in and he takes seven other spirits. He was there alone. He couldn't destroy this man. So he said, you know what? I alone cannot destroy this man. If I want this man's state to be worse than the beginning, I cannot do it alone. I need some seven demons for comparative advantage. I need seven other spirits who can do what I cannot do, who can execute what I cannot do. Listen to me. Overflow can never be achieved by one person. Overflow can. Listen, even a swimming pool. One person does not build a swimming pool. Somebody is responsible for constructing this. Somebody is responsible for bringing some light. Somebody is responsible for bringing some water. Somebody is responsible for cleaning the water. Somebody is responsible for the heating. You, you can never, a lone ranger cannot get an overflow in life and cannot execute a mission or vision completely. So this demon said, I'm going to bring seven other spirits, more wicked than myself, and we would come and stay in this man and complete the assignment. So it went, look at it, it looks simple. Then go at he and take it to him. Then go at he and take it. That word take it, you can assume it is very easy. But for example, you don't just take an administrator. You don't just take a, a finance controller. You don't just take a driver. You don't just take a nutritionist or a cook. You employ them. You need some effort to take them. So as this demon goes to take seven demons who are more wicked than himself, I want to assume that if it was you and I, we would not be looking for people who are wicked or demons that are wicked. But because you are righteous, you are anointed, you are prayerful, you are in the word, you will then need somebody who is more anointed than you. You will need somebody who is more intelligent than you. You will need somebody who has more patience than you. You will need more somebody who is wiser than you. You will need somebody who is more prayerful than you. You will need somebody who is more forceful than you. You will need somebody who is more courageous than you. Listen to me. If I gave you an exercise right now and told you to write down the names of seven of your best friends, seven of the people who are closest to you in family, social life, ministry, everything, just write down seven. Because of lack of time, we can't do the exercise. Normally, I would have stopped you and made you write them. When you write them and finish, and you realize that you are more intelligent than six of them. You are more anointed than six of them. Financially, you are more powerful than six of them. 
anointing wise, you are more anointed than six of them. By the time you realize that about six or seven or five or four of the people who are around you, you are better than them in every way. It means you are going nowhere. Where are you going with people who are liabilities instead of assets? This demon said, I'm looking for assets. I want spirits that can do things I can do. I need people who can engineer things I cannot do. And he went and brought them in. Now, to be able to do that, you need something called drawing power. Somebody shout drawing power. And I pray that from today, God will give you drawing power. May God give you the capacity, the ability to draw. The Bible said from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. I pray that God will bring you people into your life who will give you advantage. They will make you stronger. Now, how does this demon learn how to draw other spirits? He learned it from Lucifer because every demon learns from Lucifer because Lucifer or the great red dragon or Satan or that serpent, old serpent, is the, is the one that, 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 that teaches demons what to do. So you look at Revelation chapter 11, sorry, Revelation chapter 12 and the verse number 1, the book of Revelation chapter 12 and the verse number 1. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun, and the moon under her feet. And this woman upon her head was seven crowns that had, and upon her head was a crown that had 12 stars. The Bible said, and this woman being with child cried and pained to be delivered, pained to be delivered, traveling in bed. And there appeared another wonder in heaven and behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns and seven crowns upon his heads. The Bible said, and his tail drew a third part of the stars of heaven and cast them to the earth. And his tail drew. And his tail drew. So, the devil or Lucifer had the power to draw. When you study the whole of Revelation chapter 12, you will find out that the stars, the tail of the dragon drew, were the angels of God. So the devil went into God's camp. Now, listen to this stark reality. Reality. Satan went into God's camp and convinced one third, 33.33% of God's angels to follow him. That means he broke away from God's church and took one third away. People, that is the kind of power the great red dragon carried. So this other demon that went and took seven other spirits, more wicked, we are not told they were unemployed spirits. You know when Jesus said, a man had a feast and said they should go and invite other people to come. One, one said, I have a woman I've married. One said, I have, I have a land I have just bought. One said, I have some oxen. I want to try them. Listen, every demon is busy. This demon went and convinced them to stop their assignments and follow him. 
and they are more wicked than him. That means they are more, um, more evil, more harmful, more calamitous than it. All seven left what they were doing and followed this other demon to go and stay in the man. The trouble is these people. The church has to be able to draw some kind of people. The church has to be able to bring some people into the kingdom, especially in the last days. When you come to the northern part of Ghana where I live right now, there's a lot of terrorist threat from the neighboring country just on top of us. And I tell you, the security alert, the kind of awareness that is coming even to the church because they are threatening to bomb the churches in the northern part of Ghana. They, they, they are try, threatening to terrorize us. And you should see the kind of things people do and the way security agencies have to come and educate us, educate church, educate school, educate this, educate us as persons, how to keep our life. But you know what, people? These people who understand technicalities, truth is that the people that are fighting us have more of the smarter people than we have. They are not in our churches. The best doctors are not in our churches. The best surgeons are not in our churches. The best engineers are not in our churches. The best attorneys and lawyers are not in our churches. The best IT experts are not in our ch churches. The best people who do marketing are in Coca-Cola. They are not in our churches. But Satan went into God's camp and took one, one third of the angels. I pray, may the anointing come upon you. That when you have a company, you have the anointing to draw the best. You are going to your business, you are going to your company, you are going to your ministry, and you are drawing the best administrators, you are drawing the best financiers, you are drawing the best market people, you are drawing the best prayer warriors, you are drawing the best of everything. May you receive the power to draw in the name of Jesus. And when it comes to time for you to marry, you will draw the best husband, you will draw the best wife. When you are raising your children, you will raise the best children. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, may you receive the power to draw the best. This demon went for spirits that are more wicked than itself. That means you must come to a place where you are, you are surrounded by people that are better than you in some ways. Look at David. David would have died but for people like Joab. At the time when David's strength was on the descendancy, Joab and others were on the top of their game. Listen to me. There is no way I should have a prayer warrior who prays less than me. This morning I started praying at 4.30 a.m. before I came to church today. I must have a prayer warrior who will wake up at 2 and not sleep. Not a prayer warrior I must wake up. No, listen, at this time, I don't just need prayer warriors. I need prayer ninjas. You need some serious Holy Ghost snipers. You need people with some sharp word of knowledge, descending of spirits, people that can navigate. Listen, you cannot be surrounded by ignorant people at a certain point in your life. There is a certain stage of ministry. Your lawyer, sorry, your secretary, minimum must be a lawyer. At a certain level of ministry, you cannot have a secretary 
who just studied how to type and move computer keys about. No, the person must be, be a lawyer. In, in other words, every letter the person types, the person must understand the implications. And you must be surrounded by serious administrators who know what the internet is all about. So he's an administrator with serious ITE ability. Listen, the, 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 the days of ignorance must be over. I am a preacher. I'm not a teacher. I need a pastor who is a didascalos, an associate pastor who teaches and they're like, whoa, what a word. And when it comes to music, Mayakoshe Kabrata, you need a musician at the Sinash level. You need a musician at the Don Moya level. I pray in Jesus' name that anyone God has positioned around Pastor Aku, may God grant you the capacity that when the man is anointed, you are saying, I want to be anointed like him or more than him. I want to be more knowledgeable than him. I want to go ahead of the man of God. The only way you can succeed, you can surround a man of God and be effective is if you are around him in some ways. And you know what, people? If we are not surrounded by those kind of people, overflow, accomplishing vision, will be impossible. Now, this demon had four things. Or let, let me just say this. This demon had some things that made it draw. If I stand here, I'll see my clock better. This demon had some, aha, uh -huh, now I can see what, what it is. I think they, they did it on purpose so that the preacher will remain here. Jesus, uh, I'll stay here. I'll stay here. I'll stay here. Let me tell you four things you need to draw. Everybody say four things. Number one, you need the anointing. Everybody say the anointing. Come on, shout it, the anointing. Now, look at the scripture. Whenever you read the Bible, don't be in a hurry. When an unclean spirit, everybody say unclean spirit. Now, shout the word spirit. Come on, shout the spirit. Come on, shout the spirit. Come on, shout the spirit. Now, when the unclean spirit is gone, he goes about seeking rest. Then kept roaming. Verse 26. Then go at he and take it unto him seven other spirits. Everybody say spirit. Now, so the unclean spirit looked for spirits. The unclean spirit did not look for flesh. What are you drawing? You are a spiritual woman. You've gone for a man who is in the flesh. You are a spiritual man. You've gone for a woman who is in the flesh. You are a spiritual man. You've gone for a driver who is in the flesh. That you are spirit, but you are drawing flesh. The demon knew that if you are spirit, you must draw spirit. If you carry an anointing, you must draw anointing. I pray that God will put an anointing on your life. And this spirit could draw spirit because the spirit was spirit. If this demon was not spirit, there is no way it can get other spirits to follow. You cannot catch anointed people if you are not anointed. You cannot catch people who are anointed with the Holy Ghost and the power of God if you yourself are not spiritual. May God put an anointing on your life. 
the day an anointing came upon, upon, upon Saul, Samuel said, as you go, because of this oil on you, you will meet um, you will meet some people at Rachel's sepulchre and then as you keep going you will meet some people going up to Bethel and as you go you will see some people coming down from the hill of God and all these people they were meeting were anointed people. His life was attracting some people because of the anointing on him and the Bible said and when he went back to Gibeah there followed him some people. When, when he went back there followed him some people whose hearts God has touched. I'm just praying that the anointing of God on your life will make you attract the right people. And when you are attracting, you attract some other people. Your overflow will only be possible when you attract the right people. May you be surrounded by the right people. Surrounded by anointed people. Surrounded by wise people. Surrounded by disciplined people. Surrounded by people that are very discerning in nature. Anybody that can clap, you are receiving it. You are receiving it. So you need the anointing. The anointing. When you are anointed, the anointing will bring some kind of people around you. So the spirit managed to attract seven other spirits more wicked than himself. Because it was a spirit. An iron sharpened iron. So if you are a believer and you want to attract anointed people, you yourself must be anointed. The second thing about attracting other people is, um, let me see, wisdom. Somebody shout wisdom. wisdom. Come on, say it again, wisdom. wisdom. Listen, Baju, I don't know what this demon told those seven spirits to follow him. <laughs> they are more wicked than him. If it is in terms of anointing, it means they are more anointed than him. They are wiser than him. They are smarter than him. They are more destructive than him. More powerful than him. What did he tell them to follow him? It's likely to be what Lucifer told those wanted angels of God to follow him. It is likely to be what Satan or the serpent told Adam and Eve to follow him. What did he tell them to follow him? Listen, you need wisdom. I pray that God will give you the wisdom to attract the right wife in your life. I remember when I wanted to marry my wife. Oh boy, I looked at myself. And I knew that to get this kind of wife, in the physical, I don't qualify. So I wrote her a letter. You know, I'm an author. I like writing. Even my wife, I got by writing. I wrote her a letter, eight sheets. You know these big official sheets? I wrote eight. Sheet one, two, three, four, five. So eight sheets, that means 16 pages. And I gave her eight reasons why she must marry me. May God give you the handwriting to get a wife. <laughs> and may God give you the capacity to write and get a wife. Those of you say, well, I don't like writing anything. You will never marry. Child. So, I mean, wisdom. You, you, you need wisdom to draw. I, I don't know what this demon went and told the other spirits to follow him. So, for example, if I live in Bogatanga and I need you to come and work for me and you live in London, what am I going to tell you to follow me? 
These demons are more wicked than you. What, what are you? Now, for example, by the time this demon had roamed all these months or weeks or years, it will look very frustrated because everywhere it is going is a dry place. So it would have appeared to these other spirits looking very haggard, testy, dry, frustrated. Can you imagine if it came in tattered clothes? What did it tell these other spirits to follow? I believe that it operated at the highest level of wisdom. May God give you wisdom. Wisdom can give you a wife. Wisdom can give you a husband. Wisdom can give you a house to stay in. Wisdom can let you get surrounded by the most intelligent people and the most anointed people in life. Receive the wisdom. The third thing about this demon is that it, if you want to attract some kind of people in life, sometimes you need money. You need money. You need money. That is how Manchester City can take your player. <laughs> and if Real Madrid want your hazard, you are in trouble. They don't do it by Yanka Tonika Bahakotoka. Hey, hazard, Kabriya Godekehe. Yaganda Musa Kabapogba, Karuko Togobohe. Ligayando Monso Koboseke Stelin, Keria Koseke Bikaka. Yagadunde Kabianga, Otanite Kiyaka Kakaka. Eh, Kaduto Tosobo Sese Lukaku. Listen. No, 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 you don't do Kabo Kaba Kaba Lukaku. If you want Raheem Sterling in your team, you must produce pound Sterling. You must produce pound Sterling. And listen to me, people. In the area of the money, that is where the world beats us. You see, some of the best people in this world, they work for people that have serious occultic power. So if you want to draw the people from them, you need a greater anointing to pull them. When greater is he that is in you that is, than he that is in the world, you can pull them. And then sometimes you need the money. Listen to me. The best people in the world, the best technicians, the best professionals, they are working for the world. They are in these multi-million dollar companies and they are working in all these serious companies. And if you want the best accountants, you want the best lawyers. I have talked to some of the best people's times I need for my ministry. And when you ask them, um, how much do they pay you where you are? When they mention the figure, all I say is Jesus is Lord. <laughs> Because the truth is, unless I want to kill the person, I cannot tell the person, come and work for me, because by the time the person is working for me, I'm telling the person to commit suicide. I can't pay. And many of you are there, you can't pay. You need the employees, but you can't pay. In the ministry, you need the staff, but you can't pay. Listen, when God wanted prayer warriors and wanted musicians and wanted priests, he went for a whole tribe called the Levites. And he said they should not work. He would take care of them. Many of the best workers in the kingdom are part-timers because we cannot keep them full-time. 
when we give them, when, whenever we employ them full time, they are full time broke. Because the church cannot give them comparative income. And we, we just quote one scripture at them. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Whosoever lays his hands on the plow and tends to look back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Ah, you are a liar. You don't have the money. Just speak the truth. May God bring money into the church. May God bring money and finances into the church. Listen, enough of the church looking for affordable things. Affordable secretary, affordable administrator. Even your wife is affordable, your children are affordable, your husband is affordable. Why? Why? Even wife, you were looking for a wife you, you could maintain. There are men, fingernails drive them away from marrying. When they see the fingernails and the ones they... They are extension. They are like, mm, mm, mm. I can't pay. They see the woman's eyelashes. They say, Satan, get thee behind me. <laughs> I, I, I don't want my money to finish. But let's, listen, may God give you the power. The Bible said, thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant. May God bring all the money we need in this world. And at a certain point, the best engineers are in the church. The best lawyers are in the church. The best administrators are in the church. The best drivers are in the church. The best fitness trainers are in the church. The best doctors, the best nurses. And that is because we can afford it receive the power in the name of Jesus to afford anything you can afford. Come on, shout a yes and praise God. Now, so this demon went and drew and I'm sure the demon told them, come. They said, but you, you look very broke. He said, no. I have seen a house. It is swept and garnished. I'm just coming from a house. It is not only clean, it is garnished. All the money is there. All the furnishing is there. All the jewelry there. Anything you need is in that house. Magadabakaka. Jesus said, go and invite them to the feast and tell them all things are ready. May you never see a human being you want to hire and an article or property you want to buy, you like it, but money will prevent you from attracting it. When you enter any shop, the shoe you like is the one you buy. You don't look under the shoe for a white sticker called Pride Sack before you buy. Hey, you look, you buy the shoe from the top, not from the under. You look at the shoe on your foot and you buy it. Ha! Ah, come on, clap your hands and scream like I'm talking to you. For how long can lack of money make us eat things we don't want to eat, wear what we don't want to wear, marry what we don't want to marry, stay in where we don't want to... Hey! In the hotel, you ask of the price before you sleep. <laughs> the demon drew, and the practicality of it is that in the world in which we live, if you want to draw, and people, we must draw from the world. We must draw from the world. The best doctors have to belong to the kingdom. 
the best engineers must belong to the kingdom. The Bible calls us the kingdom of God. We are the only kingdom with our politicians, with our lawyers, with our doctors, with our engineers. Our kingdom is full of prayer warriors. Choristers. Because those ones are free of charge. Come on, give a big clap of praise to Jesus. <laughs> uh, can you imagine we have an administrator in the church and the administrator has got a doctorate in something, something. And the people that are organizing our events, some have doctorates in marketing. And the IT guys, doctorates in this. Those we have are very good. But I'm telling you, if we even had the ability financially to train them further, let me jump to the last one. How did these seven spirits, more wicked than this one, follow him? They followed him because of what I'll call favor. There are times you don't have the anointing, you don't have the money, you don't have the wisdom, but favor will let somebody follow you. I pray in Jesus' name today. May God give somebody the anointing and the favor and the oil. Let me tell you a story and close. I know that this is Britain. And there are many things you fear. There are things you fear. There, there are things you can say in Africa. And it doesn't disturb anybody. But over here, it could be offensive. So, um, let me say, excuse me. <laughs> to use this example. Excuse me. And don't be offended. When we were young... There was this kind of um, cream. Over here is a luxury cream. They call it shea butter. How many of you have heard of shea butter? Yeah. In the north, where I come from, that is where we do it. But we didn't know how to process it well and put fragrances in it that would let it smell well. So we took it as raw as it is. In fact, if you know shea butter and the raw smell, Every knee shall bow. <laughs> and every tongue confess. The first time I saw that shea butter was really, people were struggling for it. I said, eh. <laughs> You know, but when you process it, it's very good. But we used to take the raw one with the raw scent and rub it on our body. When you rub it on your body and you are moving, the smell attracts houseflies. So by the time you realize, house flies are following you everywhere. <laughs> of course, these days it's not like that because these days we process it nicely. I still use the product and it doesn't attract house flies. But when we were children, because of lack of technology to process it, it used to attract house flies. What I'm trying to say is that people, the anointing you carry will attract something. And I pray that your anointing from today will begin to attract some kind of people. If a demon could attract seven other spirits more wicked, I prophesy upon you, stand to your feet, that from today, may you attract people that are wiser, more anointed, greater, bigger than you. When we close service, I want you to take a pen and paper and write down the kind of people you need in your life. 
maybe as a pastor, I need an administrator, I need a secretary, I need um, a prayer warrior, I need a worshiper, I need a teacher, I even need a counselor, then I need a wife, or I need a husband. I don't know what you need. Maybe you need seven people in your life. May God gift you today with seven people. Lift up your hand and pray. And I want everybody who is into business or ministry, you are into business or ministry, I want you to come and stand in front of me right now. You are into business or ministry with people working under you. I want to pray for you. Lift up your hands. You are into business or ministry. Karaboshe, lift up your hands. Oh, Jesus. Oh, if you are single, don't come. But if you are single in the congregation, lift up your hand right high. Father, I pray for those that are single. I ask in Jesus' name that they would draw the right husband and draw the right wife into their life. If a demon could attract seven spirits more wicked, Father, give unto these ones whose hands are lifted today the right marriage partners and business partners to execute their purpose in life for the overflow. And Father, for my friends who are standing in front of me, I pray that the oil will come upon them, they are noting. The power for attraction. Dear Lord, put on them the oil to attract the right personnel, the right human beings around them. Give them people that are smarter, people that are wiser, more anointed, greater, bigger. Glorify your name in their lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray that your power be made manifest in Jesus' most holy name. Amen. Go back to your seat and God mightily bless you. Your step is the step of faith. After the service, I want you to go and find that book, The Unclean Spirit with Purpose. I will spend a short time there just signing the book for you. And remember, there are other books over there. Just patronize them and God bless your life. Everybody stand to your feet and lift up your hands and worship him. Give him thanks for the seven people you have received. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, I receive the anointing. I receive the wisdom. I receive the finances. And I receive the favor to draw into my life people that are greater than me to execute the purpose of God for my life. In the name of Jesus, worship him at the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I see. At the center of it all. It's you that I see. It's you that I
Father, we just want to thank you and bless you. Thank you for that anointing, that grace, that enablement that will help us to fulfill your plans and your purposes. We give you all the praise and all the glory in Jesus' name. And together we say, Amen.